comedy class, it's like, yeah, we felt good about it. But then I'm going back the second time going, all right, I'm going to work on my skills now. So there's still like a little bit of doubt in my head that's saying like, I don't know if I did comedy class or did not do comedy class. So it goes back to setting up the challenges. The challenges need to be more specific. Because like you're saying, if you set trapeze up as we're going to accomplish everything that he says to accomplish in this class, I think my mindset's different going into trapeze class. I think it's going to be like, depending on what the next challenge is, it's going to be, it's always going to be tough to tell what that exactly means. But if there's anything related to improv or, or anything that has an instructor or whatever the challenge is, like the mindset has to be, I have to do whatever the instructor says. Yeah. That's at a, that's at a minimum. Yeah. Cause then that takes everything away. Cause it's hard if we, before trapeze class, it's hard to know what the, success bar is yeah because we don't know what the class is like we don't know how it's structured but i think at a minimum you can say for any challenge that has an instructor you just you have to do everything the instructor says otherwise you didn't succeed yeah and i would also say with trapeze school like if you set if you set the boundary as like if you think about trapeze school and you're like this is a beginner class we're probably talented enough to accomplish everything it would be fear that would get in the way. And if you went in the mindset that like you have to accomplish anything, then we get in there and it's like, yeah, we don't have the flexibility to do a seven flip thing. I think it's almost better to go in thinking you got to do everything and then dialing it back and like reviewing in the pod. Like, yeah, we did everything. Like I didn't do the seven flip, but I physically cannot do that rather than going in there and being like, yeah, we kind of did, you know? Like you can always set the bar as like you just it's a beginner trapeze class. We're gonna be able to do that, do everything that he says to do. Yeah, like if I didn't ca- if I didn't catch Jim's hands, that's a failure to me. Like yeah, but Well, I guess the way I look at it for trapeze school, because basically we're not going necessarily to like, we didn't care about the skill part of it as much. We were just going after the fear. So for me, I think if, even if I didn't connect with his hands and actually complete the task, quote unquote, if I released my hand or my feet off the bar and I went for his hands, that's a success because fear didn't hold me back. It was just a mis-execution. Yeah, but then you could dial that down into the level of doing it. Like, because I jumped off the bar the first time, but did I release my hands at the right time? Did I false... I don't feel like I false sent it to... Well, then that's still fear. My whole thing is, if it's a mis-execution because you just... you, You didn't perform the skill properly, but you went for it, that's still, that's still a win in that scenario because the only thing you were trying to do in that class was to get over fear. Yeah. So if you fully went for it in your mind and you just didn't connect, yeah. that's still a win because you didn't let fear hold you back. You just mis-executed. Yeah. But if you didn't fully send it in your brain, that's yeah. a fail because you know you could have had more in you. Yeah, yeah. And, or the second attempt, you didn't release the legs yeah. or your hands. like. In your brain, that was that's fear holding you back, not necessarily uh, any physical ability. So now translate that back to first comedy class. 
first comedy class was anything involving me going off the stage prematurely is a fail there. So, like, you leaving the barn scene is a fail? Correct. Okay. Which would... is why I dressed in the beginning, or why I dressed it after the first one, and I said on the second time I wanted to do better, and I think I still I still left the stage early on one of the scenes, so that's still a fail. Okay, so so essentially, like, the guideline just for, like, me and you would be, like, full sends only, kind of, like... If you're on comedy class, like, I I backed out the second time we went to comedy class, looking over at Crosby when we were doing that thing that made me uncomfortable, rather than sitting there and fucking full sending it. Yeah, well, yeah, in, in comedy, it's pretty simple. It's, doesn't ha- doesn't matter how you, how well you do the game, because we're not skilled at it. Yeah. So skills are meaningless in that scenario. It's, did you back out because of fear? That's really yeah, yeah. what it is. Yeah. That's the pass-fail metric. Like, obviously, we're not going to be as good as some of the people there. They've been practicing more. Yeah. Like, they just have a, a higher comfort level on stage. That doesn't matter. Yeah. Because we're not trying to become actors. Yeah. It's, I went and sat down too early because I got uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah. That's a fail. But but even, like, the, the thing where you're, the four of you on the front of the stage talking out to the crowd, I would say I failed there as well. Because I wasn't sitting there honing my skills. Even I didn't need skill for there. I'm not holding anybody back. There's nothing going on there. I should have been using that 15, 20 seconds talking about coffee rather than looking at Cos- Crosby being uncomfortable laughing. You know. So I would say that's a failure too because, again, back to the full sends. Like that's the way I think about it in my mind. I didn't full send that, that 15 seconds I had. I didn't use whatever I had physically to, to get 15 good seconds of practice out. Yep. So, going forward, those, those are like good things to clear up. And like we've talked about, the, the Tim Ferriss thing worked because it was so clear pass-fail. It was so clear. It, it wasn't that you had to get the 10% off. You had to ask twice. You couldn't tell them that you were doing a challenge. Clean. The lay yeah, on the floor, you had to lay on the floor for 30 seconds, couldn't tell them what you were doing. Clean. Did you do it? Did you not? Yeah, obviously that's an ideal world, but I think that's just challenges. It's just one of those challenges that happens to be real clear. But there's going to be other challenges in the future where they're going to be more like improv and more like trapeze, and that's where it comes down to, like, what's that minimum? And I think the easy, easy thing to track is it's just fear versus skill. Was it a mis-execution because of skill? That's okay. But if it's a mis-execution because of fear, that's a failed attempt. I think it's like an easy way to track it. Yeah, and I would also say going into challenges, you could add a little more structure going in to give you metrics of pass-fail. Again, that requires that, that requires you knowing what, what it is. But I, uh, mm, I don't necessarily fully agree. I mean that's 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 all right. I mean for I know for me personally there was not a single metric I would know how to do for trapeze. Like there was nothing I would know how to be like going into this. Oh, you have to do this in order to pass. I didn't even know what the hell trapeze was. Okay, but looking back on it now, now that we've done more challenges, it, this is going to be easier to clean up. If you were going to take a beginner trampoline class, you would have a metric in your head that's like you got to try like it's that metric of if I can physically do it, I have to full send it. Yeah. And, and again, I think we're doing this together 
you know, at the end of the day, we're still doing it individually. Yeah. It's one of those, again, we're after the same exact goal. We're going to approach it from a different mindset like we yeah, do 100% yeah. of things. My, my tr- what works for my brain is just clear skill fear. If you need additional metrics, like you could say them out to me and I can, and I can use them as well. Yeah. But again, it's going back to like we're trying to find a, a solution that has to work for both of us, which is not necessary. Yeah, I, I'm more just talking that I think it's good to get some one, two, three bullet points beforehand that we can brainstorm that would be like, yo, next time we go to comedy class, make sure you full send it in every scene. Make sure you, you, you know? And then like you sit down in the chair after leaving and be like, hey, don't forget about full sending it. Just like something to like cue in on that would be this is something to look out for. Like if we did a dance class, it's like, make sure you full send. For me, that's the easiest way to think about it. But again, we're good. Yeah, I look at it as full sending still can mean you didn't pass the actual skill part of it. But full send means you went for it completely and you didn't have mental holding you back. 100%. And so I'm agreeing I, with that 100%. Yeah. So it's the same, yeah, again, same, same thing. It's just, you know, how we process it, how we word it. Yeah. It's, but at the end of the day, it's the same. It's the same concept. Yours is full send, mine's just fear versus skill. Yeah. Yeah, because even like, if you think about that 24-hour challenge, that's as close to the Tim Ferriss one as the other one. Did you walk for 24 hours or did you not? Like, that's a good, good solid challenge to do. The 4-4-48, did you do the four miles every four hours for 40 hours or did you not? Like, there's no, there's no decision there. So maybe that's a good thing to look for, scheduling challenges going forward. And if not, finding ways to make them more clear. Clarity is a big thing, especially if we're documenting, like, going back to the story thing, if you can send these out like next year, say this actually works. And then next year we're actually helping people. It's like, this is exactly what we did in this comedy challenge. Exactly. That's all you gotta do. Like you like the baby steps from Dave Ramsey because it's do this, do this, do this. We like the athlete next program because it's do this, do this, do this, do this. So if we can get more clear on the challenges going forward, we can help other people be clear on them if this actually were to work. Well, I mean, it's eventually going to come down to something similar to a, a seven baby steps. It may not be seven, it may be two, it may be 11. It's going to eventually come down to, like, you're going to look over 52 challenges, and they're all super different. But at the end of the day, they're all the exact same thing. Yeah. In its own way, like. Yeah, you find it's, it's the one bullet point is going to be quote unquote full send. Like that's yeah. going to be one of the steps. Like regardless of what challenge you're doing. Yeah. This is the requirement. Yeah. And there's going to be probably a handful of those that you can consolidate down to, where you're getting your own version of like the baby steps. Yeah. Yeah. Find the commonalities between all of them, and then give the framework for attacking anything you do essentially 
Because even even homeless versus trapeze is entirely different challenges. There's nothing yeah. similar about it. Yeah. But the similarity is if we gave up 30 minutes before we found Tom like we wanted to, that's not that's not like a skill problem. Yeah. Or anything. That's we gave up too early. Yeah. Mentally. Yeah. Me like if one of us not going to reach for Jim's hands is not, oh, we're tired and sore, we physically couldn't do it. Yeah. We mentally gave up on it. Even if you look at the Itzler Challenge, not going to that Brooklyn Nets game, I think that Itzler Challenge felt like a pass even though we didn't achieve the goal because we did everything we possibly, we false sent it on Itzler. So it's again, like that's the common theme that we found through all of them right now. Yep. Comedy... Is like a it's like a seventy five percent pass for us, and the reason that other twenty five is there were parts of it that you felt you gave up mentally before you before you were forced to like you you decided to yeah you protected yourself a little bit like in a way you 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 hit the snooze button on on those yeah like, you're capable of getting up you're yeah. snoozing it because you're mentally you're late you're lazier you're weak there yeah. That's the only reason you snooze. You're tired and you allow the, your brain to win. Yeah, yeah. And that's exactly what happened on both those cases. You allowed your brain to win. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you didn't, you, you didn't put yourself out there to make a mistake. You didn't put yourself in the uncomfortableness 100%. Yeah, it's a survival thing for your brain to want to be comfortable. Yeah. It's going to continue to try to trick you and justify being comfortable. Yeah. And any time you give into that is is a fail. Yeah. I mean, your brain is telling you over and over again, why would you lay on the McDonald's floor? Yeah. It's giving you 15, 20 justifications before you actually did it. You've had to battle through 15 or 20 justifications on why not to. And they're all compelling. They're all, like, believable yeah. in that moment. Yeah. A little spurt. I think that's really all mental toughness and discipline is at the end of the day is Goggins feels it every day. He he wants to snooze as much as anybody else. He wants to not go in the ice bath as much as anyone else. He's just strengthened the muscle of turning that off. Yeah. It's easy to like think he's like tougher naturally or well all he did was just strengthen the muscle to turn off the that part of the brain yeah even if you think about eating healthy versus not eating healthy like everyone if you ate Reese's peanut butter cups for the last two weeks everyone's gonna have the same withdrawals from those Reese's peanut butter cups like you're gonna have headaches you're gonna crave sugar you're gonna do x y and z but we consistently make the proper choice around nutrition, like you're saying with Goggins. Like we consistently choose the chicken over the cheeseburger, the fucking. That muscle's been strengthened. Yeah, so we have like, we have the competency, like they talk about in the book, and we also have like the empathy towards ourselves because we know the feeling, but we know that we can overcome it, kind of deal. So like you're looking at it, and you're like. I, I recognize, like you're saying with Dave Ramsey, I recognize what you're going through right now. And you're kind of saying it to yourself, I recognize what you're going through right now, but it's not true. 
because you've been here before. That's kind of what Goggins has done for himself. I recognize what you're going through right now, David, but you've been here before and you know what's on the other side. He's kind of like talking to himself being like, dude, this is how it works. Some good shit. It's like you eating a wholesome meal and then me being starving and both looking at like the pizza. Like we know we can empathize. Like you could be empathetic towards me because you know what it feels like to be starving with with pizza, but there's no emotion around it, so it's so easy for you yeah, to say yeah. no, you know. But like when you're in the moment and you're starving, your brains just want like that's when it becomes difficult. Yeah. It's I go back to like that. I like the, like being emotionally sober is like a, a yeah, thing yeah. I like. When you're eating pizza when you're drunk at the bar, you're not emotionally sober. You're not sober in general, but yeah, yeah, yeah. You kind of like lose that control mechanism.